boring, dull, and without anything new. So what are we to do? First, we must send the foxes back to where they belong, in their foxholes, and then we must open our minds and our hearts to the voice that resounds through the valleys and hills of our life, saying, Let me show you where I live among my people. My name is God with you. I will wipe away all the tears from your eyes. There will be no more death and no more mourning or sadness. The world of the past has gone. We must choose to listen to that voice, and every choice will open us a little more to discover the new life hidden in the moment, waiting eagerly to be born. 2. Without oughts and ifs. It is hard to live in the present. The past and the future keep harassing us. The past with guilt, the future with worries. So many things have happened in our lives about which we feel uneasy, regretful, angry, confused, or at least ambivalent. And all these feelings are often colored by guilt. Guilt that says, You ought to have done something other than what you did. You ought to have said something other than what you said. These oughts keep us feeling guilty about the past and prevent us from being fully present to the moment. Worse, however, than our guilt are our worries. Our worries fill our lives with what-ifs. What if I lose my job? What if my father dies? What if there is not enough money? What if the economy goes down? What if a war breaks out? These many ifs can so fill our mind that we become blind to the flowers in the garden and the smiling children on the streets, or deaf to the grateful voice of a friend. The real enemies of our life are the oughts and the ifs. They pull us backward into the unalterable past and forward into the unpredictable future. But real life takes place in the here and the now. God is a God of the present. God is always in the moment, be that moment hard or easy, joyful or painful. When Jesus spoke about God, he always spoke about God as being where and when we are. When you see me, you see God. When you hear me, you hear God. God is not someone who was or will be, but the one who is and who is for me in the present moment. That's why Jesus came to wipe away the burden of the past and the worries of the future. He wants us to discover God right where we are, here and now. 3. Birthdays Birthdays need to be celebrated. I think it is more important to celebrate a birthday than a successful exam, a promotion, or a victory. Because to celebrate a birthday means to say to someone, thank you for being you. Celebrating a birthday is exalting life and being glad for it. On a birthday, we do not say, thanks for what you did or said or accomplished. No, we say, thank you for being born and being among us. On birthdays, we celebrate the present. We don't complain about what happened or speculate about what will happen but we lift someone up and let everyone say, we love you. I know a friend who on his birthday is picked up by his friends, carried to the bathroom, and thrown clothes and all into a tub full of water. 
Everyone eagerly awaits his birthday, even he himself. I have no idea where this tradition came from, but to be lifted up and rebaptized seems like a very good way to have your life celebrated. We are made aware that although we have to keep our feet on the ground, we are created to reach to the heavens, and that although we easily get dirty, we can always be washed clean again and our life given a new start. Celebrating a birthday reminds us of the goodness of life, and in this spirit we really need to celebrate people's birthdays every day by showing gratitude, kindness, forgiveness, gentleness, and affection. These are ways of saying, It's good that you are alive. It's good that you are walking with me on this earth. Let's be glad and rejoice. This is the day that God has made for us to be and to be together.